Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey everybody, welcome back here to Trade Show University. The podcast where you're you're getting some very very different experiences, things that are going to make you think differently and think deeper about how you're working your shows, how you're planning your shows, and these days, what the, the attendees, what your exhibitors, what everybody is asking for is deeper experiences, better experiences. That's it's kind of been demanding as a society, as a culture. We're we're wanting more. To, to not just do more, not just see more, but to experience more. And I have on the absolute perfect guest who's going to be telling us a little bit about that is a, my good friend, Roger Miller. And Roger was on one of the first episodes of a trade show university back a couple of years ago. And he is just an amazing, amazing person. And the reason I really wanted him to back on is to talk about his experience in the haunt industry. So think haunted houses, think haunted experiences, because Roger has over 30 years of haunt experience with over 50 different shows. And 25 of those years, he's he's also taught. He's been a teacher. He's been a consultant at different venues and different shows. He does cast characters, icon characters, has, has created a lot of characters over the years, and he's also an amazing special effect artist. And one of the reasons that I really wanted him to talk to you again is, is really about his, his method of stage, go, and engage. Roger, welcome back to Trace University. It's great to be with you again. Well, Jim, thank you for having me back. I can't believe it's already been a few years, but uh, congratulations on on keeping at it and and putting in the the reps. What a what a great opportunity for me to return. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, three years has gone by so fast, so fast. But like I said, time flies when you're having fun. So, Roger, we I want to get people to get a little bit of an idea of who you are and your experience in in the haunt industry. So give give us a little bit of background. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange because it, when people hear the word haunt, you know, it usually comes with a preconceived notion, right? But it was over 30 years ago that I joined a volunteer group and we put on a local haunted house and it was for charity. And uh, the reason I jumped in was it was a good cause, but kind of being a right-brained artistic kind of guy, it gave me the opportunity to be in a theatrical production, earn money for a good cause, learn effects, and then get into some things that that were quite unexpected, which was character creation, marketing, creating experiences for for folks that you know maybe had stalled you know for or waiting in line for an hour. 
And, and it was a really unexpected perk is to learn and, and get involved in, in a, many different aspects. But from haunts, when you were, hear the word haunt, you know, back in the late 60s, early 70s, haunted houses bounced up. They were usually run by the Lions, the JCs, other, other organizations, and they ran as haunted houses primarily for uh, 25 or 30 years. And then as I think big business realized that there were lines piling up at these, at these shows, big business jumped in, right? And, and whether <laughs> it is, you know, not, not Scary Farm or whether it's Cedar Point here in Cleveland area or, or you know, shows across the United States, I think they, and, and not only across the United States, but across the world, I think they realized that people craved experiences. And so the for-profits jumped in sometime in the, the 90s, probably the mid to later 90s. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and I, I like what you said earlier about, and, and I want you to, to give, give people an idea about this, is that it's not just the experience once you get inside, but you've got this long line of people that are waiting to get in because it takes a while to go through these experiences. So you have people standing in line. What do you do with them? Yeah, I, I love that question because that very first, you know, so I'm in my 20s, right? I'm fresh out of college and and working for the nonprofit haunted house here in Northeast Ohio. And the name of that haunted house is Bloodview, Bloodview. And it, it still is open and has earned millions of dollars for charity. But Bloodview's, haunt, Bloodview's tagline, and I loved it, and it was part of, part of the reason that I think attracted me there as a volunteer is – from the time you step out of your car until the time you dive back in, you're fair game. <laughs> oh, that's, time, that really yeah. sets the tone. <laughs> yeah, from the time you step out to the time you dive back in, you're fair game. And, and what, what was really exciting about that show was it was, you know, first of all, it was a great cast. It was a great team that gathered together. From folks that did the sound to folks that did the design, the marketing team, the experience, you know, kind of experience leadership, the effects artists, you know, everything was was really well done and thoughtful. And everybody were volunteers. So they weren't doing this for money. They were doing it for the passion of creating experiences. And, and the lines, I mean, we're, you know, we're talking 30,000, 40,000 people over a handful of nights. This is wow. nonprofit. Right. And so it, it, it's not surprising that this show and other strong shows across the, the states resulted in these four profits, I think, opening up eyes and saying, we need to jump in on this as well. That's amazing. And like I said, it really sets the tone for what am I going to experience when I get there? It's not just the, you know, once I get inside, but <laughs> and I, just the, that wording of from the time you you know, leave your car to the time you dive back in. That means you are so scared. You, you have to dive back into your car. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just incredible. And also yeah. the, and the other couple of things that you said real quick, I want to touch on, you know, having the right people there, having the right team that has that passion for doing what you're doing. So everyone listening, you know, if you have, you're putting on your, your exhibit at the trade show or putting on a show, having the right people with the right passion and, and having the right set of goals is really, really, really important and so that you have that professional experience and and I think a lot of people at least I did until I met you Roger 
a lot of I, I would think that haunted houses you know it's, it's high school college kids they put on a mask okay go go in and roar at people and, and growl and, and try and get in their face but it's way way more than that as I've come to learn it is truly it is a production with with professionals who have the passion and have the acting chops to to really pull this off yeah, yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. And one of the things that that I learned early on, and that I that I'm a huge advocate for, is cast and crew, right? Uh, is is identifying, you know, who those people are, and then integrating the goals, right? Because I mean, I, I remember back in the time there was a bunch of volunteers, and we were all putting in a lot of effort and a lot of sweat and a lot of volunteer hours into the organization. But what we found out was that the folks that were stepping out had a portfolio of FX looks. If you were concentrating on the special effects, if you were into the, the cast and the character creation, and then all of a sudden you stepped out with a, a portfolio that could take you into Hollywood, which many folks went to Hollywood, straight from the haunted house, straight to Hollywood. They were able to build their portfolio, build their acting chops, and create characters that appeared on the big screen. Then you also had folks who just like, ah, I'm going to help with marketing, and I'm going to help with the, the promo. And they stepped out with some decent budgets and some really great experience to step out into the world. And so I think I, finding your your casting crew and then integrating those goals were the reason why, first of all, Bloodview still exists, you know, millions mm -hmm. of dollars and hundreds of thousands of, of patrons um, are still out there. But that's, I think why, you know, you, you come across the, those big shows, right? You get, I mean, you go to Chicago, you go to Philadelphia, you go to Atlanta, you know, you go to across the, across the state of Ohio and, you know, pretty much anywhere and, and actually internationally now too and there are these experience shows that and and i'm going to kind of circle back because i would i would almost remove the word haunt and what i would do is you know, you know replace it with something you know more apropos of of a specific show you know mm -hmm. a fear experience right yeah. a nightmare experience whatever because i don't know that the, the word haunt really applies so much more to you know to these super shows that that exist across the you know across the states and around the world yeah yeah it is what are you going to get from it and like you said it's the the fear the the nightmare putting yourself in that, that kind of a situation or as as you and i both know and we have i've met through you people that do experiences around different holidays and so maybe yep. it has nothing to do with fear at all but your friend you know jimmy langa who does the 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 kringle experience around around christmas time who does an amazing job of bring that experience. And so it's a completely different world from, from what your background is, but it's still, it's creating that, that, that whole experience. So tell me about your transition from actor to, well, you're still an actor, but also to a teacher and a consultant. Yeah. I was five, six ish years, right. Into volunteering and participating. And, and that's when you know, I think the uh, I think the budget started changing. That's where when the for profits started to step up, and 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 I think that's also where you know maybe some of the shows that were just you know kind of your your put on a mask and grab some college kids and you know scare some high schoolers after the Friday night football game. That's where the, some of those those shows that were existing for decades had either improve or die out. 
right? Okay. And so there became a demand, I think, for folks to learn what the strong shows were doing. And, and, and believe me, I did not have all the answers, but I had some questions and I had about five or six years of, of some strong experience. And so I kind of took what I had and, and gathered together with, with many shows and we shared our experiences, right? And, uh, and we sat down and were able to kind of figure out what might work for a different market or what might work for a different experience. You know, it was things like, you know, how could we assault? And, and I'm saying that in a, with a smile on my face because we're talking <laughs> about, you know, kind of a fear experience, right? But how could we assault more than one sense? Right? Sense meaning, you know, could we assault certainly sites but there's sometimes we put people in black holes because we want to assault a different sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes we were assaulting their, their sight and their hearing. Maybe we're going to put them, you know, we're going to lift them off the floor. Maybe we're going to put them some type of tactile experience. And all of a sudden we've got three things. There's times where people will pass through, you know, kind of those freezer straps and we want them to pass through a threshold to have them understand they're moving into a different space. It could even be temperature. I know that there are some haunts that do a really good job of even pumping in scent. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're, you know, if you're stepping into, let's, let's say kind of a freak show carnival atmosphere, they'll pump in cotton candy or popcorn scent so that uh, the customers will experience that piece of it and kind of, you know, create a, a different ex- experience for, uh, for those who are passing through the, the doors and, and the hallways. But that was the transition was the budgets, folks wanting to create something, you know, bigger and grander than had been provided over over the years. And, and then it was kind of like, I mean, it was light year, crazy explosion of some really great shows that I was, you know, I was, you know, blessed to, to kind of witness, you know, the, the growth of some really, really solid shows. And, and I want to circle back too, because yeah, my friend, Jimmy Langa, uh, who does the Kringle experience, he's, and, and he had a, I think that actually, he has a origin at the Bloody Haunted House too, but Jimmy, through his Kringle experience, has rebranded the traditional Santa to, you know, he's refreshing it and he's providing an experience using kind of those same components. And, and, he, and he's a, a person of excellence and, and is applying these same components to, to shows. And, and I know, I know everybody's probably sitting there going, well, how does this apply to trade shows <laughs> right yeah absolutely and and you know my response would be you know i i think that i think there's two different things right it's is knowing who our customers are right and i know that you know depending upon the trade shows sometimes you have your, your your customers are walking down the aisle you know and and if that's if that's you know if that's where where you're at and then to create that initial experience on the trade show floor, I think is going to, is going to set aside product is going to set aside. People is going to set aside, you know, a a mindset different from companies that don't create experiences. And if the trade show is not your direct customer, right? It might be a wholesaler, right? Maybe we're selling to people who sell our stuff and then we need to create that vision. And, you know, what better way to create a vision by, you know, assaulting as many senses as possible. 
I love this. I love this. And, and uh, everyone who's been at shows, I want you to think about, or if maybe you're a show planner, think about what was the most memorable experiences that you've had at a show. And typically it involves that, you know, that something unexpected, something that you smelled something, maybe, maybe there was a barista on, on site and you, you got made the most amazing latte and they, they made one of those fun, unique designs right in, in the froth. And so now all of a sudden you've, you've made that connection and it's memorable and you leave with that and that's what you're telling people about. So what can you do by assaulting the senses in a very, very good way to make people draw them in and remember what, what you had to say and, and what they had to experience at your, your event. And also for, for your show planners out there, what kind of things can you do that are different that are going to help your attendees better communicate and better connect with your exhibitors? Maybe it's a special after-hours themed event. Maybe it's some, some special theming at the event itself that you could do that it's going to be different, that's going to be setting you apart and really making that unique connection. I hope your 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 wheels are spinning as you're hearing everything that Roger's saying and maybe he's taking you back to some of those times when you were that that teenager or that, that college student or maybe even today you enjoy these kind of haunted experiences and you're starting to think about how you can take some of this some of these experiences into the show world. Roger, thank you so much for this has been fantastic talking about the cast and crew, the the senses, but really it's all about that experience and, and making those connections. So as we, as we kind of wrap up, give, give us some of the, your top takeaways. If you want people to take away one or two really key things from this, what would they be? Yeah, um, man, there's, there's there's so much there's so much to chew on here. We're just we're kind of scraping the you know the very the, the very top. I would say that experiences are memorable, right? So if you're gonna walk away with anything from this this quick lightning podcast, experiences are memorable. What we didn't talk about, but I think is is people will certainly get it, and that is to create experiences for a community or a group becomes even more memorable. All right, so Roger, you've given us so much in a very short period of time. I, what would be the top couple of takeaways you'd really want people to, to take from our conversation today? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I want to thank everybody for, for spending some time here. And we just kind of scraped the surface of experiences. But I, but I think if I had to kind of distill a few important things, and that is that creating experiences um, are memorable. Are memorable, I mean, frankly, for the people who create them, but, but even more so for the people who are experiencing them. We didn't talk about it, but I think it's really important to know that when people experience something in groups, it becomes more memorable than to, to experience something alone. And I, I think that that's a really important important piece, and that is, you know, if you could if you could bring groups together through your experience, it's it, it adds to it exponentially. Man, we we talked about senses, right? And so I think the the more senses, smell, taste, tactile or feel, right? We're talking about smell. Did I say taste? And so as many senses as we can involve in our experience, the more memorable it becomes. Or if we're going to remove a sense, be very strategic about it. 
Right. Sometimes art installations, right, will put you in a dark room and they'll they'll start to work on scent and hearing and, and tactile experience. So be specific, strategic about the number of senses that that you involve. And then I think I think this is a really important part, and that is attend to your cast and crew. Attend to your cast and crew. And that is, you know, the people who are who are managing, who are creating these experiences for your customers or for the folks on the trade show floor, they're your bread and butter. They're either going to succeed or not. And so if you pour your time and energy into your casting crew, and then it will, I guarantee it will yield some great results. Outstanding, Roger. Thank you so much. And I know you got people's creative juices flowing and thinking about what you could they could do next. So if people are interested in more of what you're creating, what you're doing, how could they reach out to you? You can reach out to me on social platforms. Sometimes that's a, that's a really good way of, of connecting with me. So Roger Miller, if you search me on Facebook, on Instagram, you can look at even the T Tuesday at seven, T-U-E-S at seven. It's a creative community that, that I am, you know, blessed to be an administrator of the T-U-E-S at seven. If you look at that on those social platforms, you'll find me as well. And then an email address, good old fashioned email, artsexchange, A-R-T-E-X-C-H-A-N-G-E underscore Miller, artsexchange underscore Miller at yahoo.com. Those would be the best ways to, to get in contact with me. Awesome. And I will drop all that into the show notes. So if anyone has any any questions, wants to reach out to Roger, please do see what he's created through Tuesday at seven. It's just amazing all the all the work that he's done, the amazing interviews that he's done over the last several years in the creative community. So if you're anyone in that creative community or want to see what's going on there, please check out Tuesday at seven. And Roger does amazing work at, at in our first interview, we talked about improv and the the importance of improv at at the shows. Roger does some improv coaching, and so if you're interested in that, check him out as well. And Roger, thank you once again. I really, really appreciate you taking the time today. Yeah, Jim, and, and if anybody if anybody wants to do some brainstorming, right? I've got I've got a lot to share, and at the same time, could share what a hunt. What the haunted attraction trade show floor looks like. And and I'm happy to share those who want to reach out and, and discuss that with me. Awesome. Awesome. Take him up on that, everybody. <laughs> Take him up on that. And Roger, again, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. And everyone can continue to learn, continue to get better, continue to create new experiences for your audience, for your attendees, and for your exhibitors. And we will see you next time right here on campus at Trade Show University.